My name is Jake Lohoffer, and this is a podcast that I have created as my final project for my ethnicity, race, and gender class at Texas Tech University. I will be exploring the presence of ethnicity, race, and gender within the highly popular FX series, Sons of Anarchy, which follows an outlaw motorcycle club based in a fictional town called Charming, California. In this essay, I plan to address three things, the presence of gender roles regarding some of the flagship characters within the series, racism and how the characters interact with the uh, with it throughout the series, as well as sexuality amongst the members of the club, along with other characters. This is a disclaimer. There will more than likely be content throughout this podcast that is deemed inappropriate for children of certain ages. I do not advise anybody willing to see or hear this type of content to continue through the podcast. Uh, this podcast also includes spoilers and uh, in-depth observations of certain scenes of the series. So if you have not watched Sons of Anarchy, I recommend you stop and you go watch it before you listen to my podcast, as it is a wonderful show. To begin, Sons of Anarchy follows the members of the Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club based in a fictional town of Charming, California. One member, specifically Jax Teller, is the main character of the show as he is the current vice president when we start in the show. He's the current vice president of the club and will eventually become president later on. The series itself has a lot of different avenues that explore vigilante justice, corrupt government aspects, racism and sexism, and uses the club as an analogy for human transformation. Our story begins where Jax finds a, a manifesto written by his father, the previous president of the Sons of Anarchy, who committed suicide by driving into a semi-truck while on his motorcycle. When he, Jax finds this manifesto, he begins to question the role he has in the club and continues to read it. Where the topics I will be discussing come in, start with season one, start in season one with Jax's mother, Gemma, who is now married to the current president, Clay. She's referred to as Clay's old lady, simply meaning that she is married to a member of the club and is treated with the same respect in most situations, but not all of them. She runs the bike shop where the clubhouse is built and undergoes a lot of sexist stereotypes for being a woman because she isn't a member. The Sons of Anarchy do not allow women into their charter. Commonly, they refer to the women with a derogatory term, pussy, especially when they become partial owners of an adult film studio in season two. They do not outright disrespect the women. After all, they do work for the club. I'm talking about the women and the, the, the women working in these adult films, but they're commonly treated as sex objects used in favors uh, in the event the, the club ever wants to make a deal. Gemma, in turn, plays a role of someone to keep the president tame and calm. That's kind of what the term old lady comes to mean. Uh, the ugly truth is that their relationship is often very, very brutal, and it's, uh, it's hard because Gemma and Clay are kind of on the, they're older people. They're in their 50s, going on their 60s. And uh, you briefly see how ugly the relationship actually is a few moments because Gemma and Clay live together. Like the female adult film stars the club interacts with, she is someone that listens to the hardships and is uh, and decreases the stress within the members of the club. She also helps Jax with a lot of the, the stress and the ideas that come with being uh, one of the executive members of the club. She is also his uh, his mother, so that's kind of a, a given. You could argue that. Uh, sometimes she's completely disregarded, uh, even as a sexual object. Clay just kind of treats her however she wishes, or however he wishes. And uh, when the club goes on the uh, long rides, which is basically when you drive across a state or you drive into another state, um, <clears throat> Clay just uh, just kind of abandons the idea of their marriage, and uh, the the prospect who is a who is a new member 
meets a young woman who is then just taken by Clay because Clay is the president. He can kind of do whatever he wants. It's his domain. It's his club. What he says goes. And as a woman who loves this man, she isn't very happy once uh, she finds out. She actually beats up the, uh, the younger woman that the prospect is having a romantic relationship with it once she finds out. And as the show progresses on, the relationship between Clay and Gemma becomes uglier and more stressful, and she ends up leaving him and uh, finds love with another character, Nero, in season five, who unironically runs a, uh, an escort service. I think Irving Goffman's idea of performance plays heavily into the sequence. Uh, in his book, The Presentation of Self in Everyday Life, he writes, At the other extreme, we find that the performer may not be taken in at all by his own routine or her own routine. This possibility is understandable since no one is in quite as good as an observational position to see through the act as the person who puts it on. Coupled with this, the performer may be moved to guide the conviction of his audience or her audience only as a means to do other ends, having no ultimate concern in the conception that they have of him or of the situation. When the individual has no belief in his own act and no ultimate concern with the beliefs of his audience, we may call him or her cynical, reserving the term sincere for individuals who believe the impression fostered by their own performance. I think this is uh, word for word exactly what Gemma Teller does, and I think this is exactly the kind of character that she becomes, because when you start the the entire series of Sons of Anarchy, Gemma is wholeheartedly uh, endorsing everything that the club does. She also kind of doesn't have a, a choice, since that she's married and so close with one of the members, with two of the members, uh, she can almost, yeah, everything that they say, she almost has to do. And she's like, all right, well, I guess I have to deal with that because it's something that she has no say in. Uh, and when you go to the very, very end of the show, unfortunately, I'll try not to spoil all of it. Gemma, unfortunately, is killed. I won't say by who because that would spoil the entirety of the show. And I also won't say why. But she becomes very, very cynical. And... This kind of rubs off on one of the other flagship characters that kind of also has a love-hate relationship with the club, which is uh, the old sheriff of Charming, which is Wade Unser. Uh, like I said, towards the end of the series, Gemma does exactly that. She becomes very cynical. She questions the reasons the club has for doing even the slightest little things. She doesn't understand why she's kept so far away because she knows because she doesn't think she'll be a problem at all. Uh, she uses the attention that Jack ha uh, Jax has to sway his opinion and in turn influence the club in many other ways, uh, like how she and the older sheriff, like I said, uh, have an extremely close bond that allows them to drop charges placed on the club throughout the series. Following the story of Sam Crow and that's Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club Redwood Original. That's how they refer to themselves, and it's a lot less lengthy than Sons of Anarchy, so that's just how I'm going to say it. Following the story of Sam Crow, we can see the many different underlying themes of the series like betrayal and the evolution of man, as well as commitment to the club and brotherhood, brotherhood or camaraderie. They are very, very close with each other. One of the members by the name of Opie is Jax's best friend. And unfortunately, he gets killed and that takes a very, very, very heavy toll on Jax. It causes him to do a lot of things and make a whole bunch of executive decisions for the club that uh, have very, 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 very big uh, not circumstances, but they affect the club in a very big way. Uh, however, the next topic that I want to discuss can be found in basically any episode of the second season. Or in the beginning of the second season, a gang of white supremacists called Lowen, that's L-O-A-N, uh, the League of American Nationalists, they move into Charming with plans to drive the Sons of Anarchy out. 
And when Sam Crow just basically says, no, we own Charming, you know, we're here, you can't make us leave, Lowen has uh, Gemma kidnapped and gang-raped in order to send a message to the club. This season is a great example of how Sam Crow doesn't discriminate against race, at least that we know of uh, right now where we are, um, as they are making deals and selling and transporting firearms with some of the other gangs in uh, gangs and Charmings uh, in Charming, California that uh, are comprised of different races, like the Grim Bastards, which is an exclusively black motorcycle club, and the Mayans, who are mainly Mexican-American and even a cartel. The display of hate from Lowen marks an extremely important moment in the series where Gemma, who is kind of like the queen of everything that goes on, is the kind of the queen of the gang. She holds everybody together seemingly, and she's hurt very badly, and this takes a very big mental and physical toll on her. Sam Crow is able to combat Lowen throughout the series and kills off most of their members and plays a progressive role in terms of race as they assist some of the other gangs uh, in turn for backup when it comes to fighting these white supremacists. I think that in Racial Formations by uh, Omi and Wynant, the idea of race being a social concept is, uh, concept is paralleled between the text and the Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Lowen have no actual reason to be as brutally racist as they are because of the crafted idea that race determines a different social status. The Sons of Anarchy do not believe in this. However, ironically, most of their members are white men. But uh, Jax defends their progressive idea while meeting one of the members of Lowen for the first time. What advice would that be? We feel it would be best for all concerned if you stop dealing arms to the one-niners and the Mayans. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. We just mechanics and Harley lovers. Expensive car. Hell of a suit. All your teeth. Must be the top of the Aryan food chain, huh? What you do for a living is between you and your maker. I'm not here to adjust your moral compass. This is just a reality check. You're a criminal and you're done selling guns to color. Look, uh, I don't know what Darby told you and uh, I don't know what your angle is, but let me be real clear. Nobody threatens Sam Crow. And nobody tells us what we can and can't do. Black, brown, or white. So why don't you just climb back into your little German clown car and drive back to Nazi town? Last but not least, uh, the sexuality or the, the presence of the sexuality of the club members, which can be a, a bit mysterious in my opinion, and not just the flagship characters, like all the members of uh, Sam Crow. You have people who have same-sex relationships, like uh, ATF agent Stahl, uh, who's bisexual, I believe. And uh, the, I think the wonderfully played character of Venus Van Damme, who is a transsexual woman, who's played by a man, Walton Goggins. Uh, she becomes romantically involved with one of the Sam Crow members, and Van Damme shows a liking to Jax. But there's a specific scene where the Sons of Anarchy are going to, uh, I believe is a real estate office, and they've drugged a man that works there, and they've taken uh, pictures of Venus Van Damme, who is kind of a, a dominatrix for hire, and they've taken pictures of her dominating this uh this man who has a sway on the some sort of public council that uh they need that they need access to she is i say she because that's what she identifies in as the, that's what she identifies at identifies as in the show 
she takes a really big liking to Jax, and she uh, her later episodes becomes uh, almost like a uh, a a really 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 big character. And there's a there's an arc and a story that follows her, and we get to find out why exactly she made the choices that she did in order to convert her sexuality. Uh, I think that this is a an idea that is explored very very well and very very in depth, even though how uh, brutally and I don't I don't know how to say it, graphic that it might be and uh, explicit that it might be. I think that it's explored very very well. And that the character Venus Van Damme is a very, very interesting character and a very well-played character at that. This is the end of my podcast. This has been my final project for CMI 3355, Race, Gender, and Ethnicity. And just to recap, I have talked about three things. I have talked about the presence of gender roles regarding some of the flagship characters within the series. Uh, how the Sons of Anarchy interact with racism, uh, as well as sexuality regarding members of the club, along with other characters who aren't exactly members of the club. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Have a nice day.